So is it really that important for us and our children to become relationally intelligent? If so, don't you think a good place to start would be finding out the definition of relational intelligence and if it's anything like having a high IQ? Hi, I'm Dr. Dewey Wilson, along with my good friend and co-host, Dr. John Trent. And that's what we're discussing today on the Relationally Intelligent Child Podcast. Well, it is great to be with you, Dewey, as we get to talk about relational intelligence. So why don't we start right there? I mean, for a lot of people, they may be wondering, well, what in the world is that? So let's spend this time just talking about, you know, what is it and what is it we're really talking about? Absolutely. Yeah, I agree. Totally. I mean, uh, so many of the conversations that we've had already over the past few months of people that uh, are seeing and hearing it for the first time, we get asked all the time, what in the world is it? What is relational intelligence? Because it's just something we don't hear a lot of. Well, yeah. And actually, you know, what we do hear a lot of are things like IQ and EQ. And also, you know, we have a good friend, Dr. Gary Oliver, and he kind of does a EQRI kind of a thing. So there's a bunch of different iterations of that. But as we sat down to work on the book and to really, you know, try to help parents come to grips with the fact that, oh my gosh, this is something that's not just optional, but really is a huge gift that we give our kids. There's a big difference between IQ and and relational intelligence, isn't there? Yes, there is. And, uh, you know, IQ is is that uh, capacity-based learning. You know, as we were going through the research for the book and, and really trying to figure out exactly how do we define it, the one thing that continually kept coming up is that, you know, it's almost like a IQ being, it's almost like a bowl when I say it's a capacity. In other words, the you know, the, the more uh, you can fill that bowl, then the more full you are with whatever it is. And, and when it comes to IQ, I mean, who doesn't want their child, number one, to be intelligent? The higher you score on an IQ test, then, then obviously that equates or is the example of how much intelligence that you possess. And ours is not at all like that. Ours is, it's not capacity-based, it's more applicational-based. And having the ability for us and our children to be able to, to learn and to understand and actually apply the relationship skills that God has already equipped us to have. Yeah. And, and do, I mean, here's why I think this is such a big deal for parents. You know, I realized very early on that my twin brother had a capacity for learning <laughs> that even though he looked alike, uh, maybe he wasn't quite the same ball or bucket or something. <laughs> and uh, pretty soon, you know, I'm having teachers are going, why can't you be like Jeff and on, on and on. And guess what something is my mom never would do is she would never share with me any of the results from like those <laughs> IQ tests you did uh, early on. And, um, uh, and actually, I mean, half the time she'd go to school, get my report card. And uh, I didn't, and then, you know, look at it and sign it. And part of the reason why is what she was huge at, I guess is what I'm getting at is that she felt strongly that there is a capacity measurement. And of course, my twin brother's an MD, PhD now and runs a big biotech uh, center. But my mom saw something else in me, and that was really on the relational side. So can I finish that story? Sure. So, absolutely. Uh, okay. So I'm in my doctoral program. So fast forward in the more, so I, I have no idea what my IQ is, quote unquote because I'd never seen any of the tests. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she just kept telling me I was smart, you know. She didn't say <laughs> smart relationally, but that's really what she meant was uh, that I, I had, well, 
I'm in my doctoral program taking a class on parametric testing, which means how many uh, tests can you take? So we take, mm -hmm. you know, the MMPI and the 16PF and all these different things. But guess whose turn, what he would do is there were eight of us in this class. We'd all take the same test, whatever it was. And then uh, he would pick one person and go over their test. Mm. So when we did the IQ test, guess who he picked was me. <laughs> Okay, so I'm thinking, well, this will be interesting. And he goes, well, let me start with, you know, the positive. Positive is, gosh, you know, you were extremely high in the uh, verbal part. And I go, oh, really? And I'm thinking, well, let's not, you know, there's less gifted students here. So, you know, <laughs> and, and, uh, and then he goes, but can I ask you a question? I go, yeah, ask me, ask away. And he goes, were you ever held underwater for a long period of time? <laughs> And I go, not to mind. And he goes, well, did your mother ever say when you were born, did you come out like blue as a Smurf? And, and, um, and I go, well, not, not, to, not to mind. And he goes, well, you were really high on the verbal. You were four points away from brain damage oh on, my. The, on, on, on the math and the conceptual. You know how you have to move now you're a builder. I mean, all you have to do is look at a schematic. I look at a schematic and I see nothing, you know, and, and what I'm trying to get at is for parents that are listening. Um, okay. Your kids are going to be all over the map when it comes to IQ. Right. Mm -hmm. But what you really want to do, I think is, is help them, encourage them and help them to realize, man, that ability they have to communicate can be something very different regardless of what their IQ is. That's right, John. And, you know, and anybody who knows you is oftentimes I marvel at your relationship skills. Um, <laughs> I've known I, and, and I mean that in all seriousness, you know, I've, I've known you for many, many years now. And um, it amazes me how you're able to to really approach somebody and enter into a conversation with them. And in just a matter of a few minutes, uh, it's almost like that they've known you and you've known them for half a lifetime. That's uh, because I watch American Pickers a lot, you know. <laughs> And uh, well, we and all have to get Mike, our education from somewhere. Mike and uh, Mike and uh, I forgot the other guy's name. That show is like imagine walking in and hey, mm. can we look around your house and buy stuff? <laughs> you know, yeah. so, it's usually yeah. after you're dead that somebody starts going through your stuff and they get to do it, I they know. get to do it and I, get paid for not, it. Not when mm. they knock on your door, and, but they mm. build a relationship so quickly. They, they so, do. so, we're talking about you know, that okay, relationally intelligent child. So your kid, certainly, you know, it's up to you. I mean, I wouldn't push the IQ score thing with them. I just would tell them that, you know, God's created them wonderfully and fearfully. But on the other hand, you know, when it comes to relational intelligence, man, that, that applicational measurement, can they walk up to someone or a group uh, and, and really begin to engage with others? And that whole connection point, that's what's so cool about uh, you created this thing called the Connect Assessment that we use as a part of of helping uh, parents and kids understand their their connectability. Their, mm -hmm. their, where are they in terms of being able to really connect? So that's where we want to start this all off is by saying, you know, certainly IQ, don't send your kid to school, you know, hopefully they're off the chart. But But again, the bottom line is every kid, wherever they are on the IQ range, really needs that relational intelligence.
That's right. And, um, you know, when you think about it in Scripture, uh, John, I go back to the very beginning of the, of the Bible in the book of Genesis. You know, God created the heavens and the earth, and then after he was done creating the heavens and the earth, he made man, created Adam from the dust of the ground. And, you know, that relationship between man and God was, I mean, it was just the most incredible relationship, but yet it was the only relationship between mankind, in you, if you will, and God. And it says that he looked upon Adam and he says, you know what? Everything that he created in creation was was good. But the one thing that he said was not good was that man was alone. And yeah. so what he did is he created a helper for him. And, uh, and then therefore he gave him Eve because uh, God's creation of us as his children, we were never created to be alone. Yeah. And, and yeah. so it's just so important that we do have those connections with other people. Yeah. Well, um, that's a good start is, you know, realize that whatever the bucket is, and we'll talk down the road about things like mirror neurons and, and about neuroplasticity and about all the things that, uh, that science is learning that really helps us understand that, man, that capacity may, it may not just be a bowl or what's in the bowl may not all, you know, you can add to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we'll be talking about is, what are those five elements of relational intelligence? And But a good place to start is right there, that, man, uh, relationally intelligent children and, and uh, the whole idea of relational intelligence is that ability, not just capacity measurement. Yeah, and I can't agree more, John. Uh, I personally am so excited uh, about beginning these podcasts, and uh, this is going to be just the first of many uh, that we have the privilege of being able to not just talk about uh, you know the five elements that are in our book, but what you said well ago, we're gonna we're gonna bring research into this, and uh, we're gonna show that this is not just some thoughts and and some concepts that were put together by two old guys. I mean, this is truly backed by science uh, that we've uh, been able to see over the years, and so. Um, I'm just really excited to be able to to join ranks with you and to be able to just to hear and to see so many people uh, understand this whole concept and see how it can really impact not just their family's life or their children's life, but their life as well. So that's a great start. And I think, boy, look forward as well to getting to talk with you and bring some insight to parents in these short podcasts that can really give you each one some nuggets to think about as you're raising a relationally intelligent child. If you don't already have a copy of The Relationally Intelligent Child, you can get yours today through one of our distributors found right here on our homepage. Be sure and check out our blog page if you haven't already, as well as you and your children can take our free personality test called the Connect Assessment. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Relationally Intelligent Child Podcast. Mm -hmm.